0: Hi, I'm Ray Barry, and from wherever you're listening to the Audio Wave Café podcast, I really do appreciate you joining me. Okay, I think that's enough for the chat. Cue music intro. I've been producing this podcast for over a year now, and what a journey. It's a real privilege to have met so many amazing, interesting musicians. And in this little corner of England, music creativity is thriving. There are so many people from a very wide age group writing and producing music. And post-Covid, the live music scene is picking up with the return of enthusiastic audiences. It almost makes me go all warm and fuzzy. Anyhow, coming up on this episode, my guest is singer-songwriter Chrissy Dux. First, I bring you the latest music news and views. And I shine a spotlight on Amy Winehouse's classic album, Back to Black. Oh, and also be playing "The Liar and the Fool," a track written and recorded by Chrissy. Uh, let's move on. In 2023, rock and roll hall of fame inductees have been announced with a ceremony taking place on November the third in New York. They are Cheryl Crow, Kate Bush, Missy Elliott, Willie Nelson, George Michael. The Spinners and Rage Against the Machine. Now there's an eclectic mix of artists and music genres. George Michael's posthumous award is particularly poignant as this year is also Wham's 40th anniversary with Netflix bringing out a Wham documentary and also a reissuing of the band's records. George Michael was a phenomenal talent with his success skyrocketing when he went solo after Wham's demise in 1986. George Michael died on Christmas Day in 2016. Ozzy Osbourne has quashed reports from various media outlets that he was retiring from touring. He was due to take on a tour of Europe later this year, which is now canceled. Ozzy though is still suffering from a spinal injury and other health related issues, but is determined to perform on stage again, even if he is in a wheelchair, taking inspiration from Axl Rose, who performed seated on a throne with Guns N' Roses in 2016. you got to admire Ozzy Osbourne's determination, Hope we do see the Prince of Darkness back on stage again. It's been reported that Beyoncé could make over $2 billion with her Renaissance tour starting this month in Stockholm, Sweden. The 57 date tour finishes in September in New Orleans. This will be the highest grossing tour in history. The previous record was held by Elton John's Farewell Yellow Brick Road tour which grossed less than $1 million and that was from 293 concerts. I wonder if Beyoncé needs another roadie. I'm free and cheap. Oasis rhythm guitarist Paul Bonehead Arthurs has said he and bandmate Liam Gallagher would turn down an offer of a knighthood. Well, Mr Bonehead, I don't think you've been offered one, have you? Anyhow, I don't think you should lose any sleep worrying about it. On the other hand, though, I'd love to see Liam Gallagher in the House of Lords. Oh, yeah. Finally, Noel Gallagher, former singer and guitarist in Oasis, blames TV shows Friends and the rise of coffee shop culture for the decline in music sales saying people in coffee shops sit around in sweaters, drinking overpriced coffee and talking nonsense. That they are happy to spend money on coffee, but won't buy music. Come on now, Noel, the problem with record sales is a more complex issue. Anyway, didn't the British rock and roll scene basically get its start at the Two Wise Coffee Bar in London Soho in the fifties? Yep, I think so. My guest on this episode is singer-songwriter Chrissy Dux. Thanks for joining me in my little studio.
1: Thanks for having me. It's nice to meet you.
0: Yeah, it's nice to meet you too. Where are you based, Chrissy? Uh, so at the moment I'm in Coventry. All right, so you, you have a day job in Coventry?
1: Yeah, um, so I'm a communications manager for a charity. Uh, we don't really have a home. We're kind of based in the cloud, but we, um, we run events mainly in the UK, but all over the world as well. I've just come back from Canada actually.
0: Wow, what are you doing in Canada?
1: Uh, So there's a sister charity over there. Um, They do a conference every year and we get to go. We do some panels, we do a reception. Um, Actually, this year we had 250 people at our reception. We were only expecting maybe 150. So um, I wasn't sure if I was going to get congratulated or fired. (laughs) We obviously had to provide drinks for them all as well. What
0: did you think of Canada? A bit you saw anyway.
1: I liked it. I was in the French bits so of uh, Toronto, Montreal, and Quebec City. Um, I prefer the US, maybe not the politics, but the, like generally. Um, but I did, it was nice, yeah, nice to see somewhere new. I went to Niagara Falls as well, which was nice.
0: Chrissy, what inspired you to become a musician?
1: Um, to be honest, I never knew that it was an option not to become a musician because um, everyone in my family is a musician. So I just grew up with it. Um, there's a picture circulating online somewhere of me playing the piano aged about six months in 1987 um and my dad he ran choirs jazz bands orchestras he was music teacher so I suppose I wanted to spend time with him so as soon as I could read and sing I ended up joining his choirs and um I was in his handball team at one point um my dad's kind of my hero so it was all about spending time with him
0: you started on guitar then I presume
1: Uh, I tried various instruments, actually. I started on cello, uh, which was painful for people listening. Uh, I did a bit of percussion, um, I did a bit of piano, and then I sort of, I'd still play piano a little bit, but I'd settled on guitar, mainly, yeah.
0: So you're a singer-songwriter?
1: Yes, yes
0: I am. Excellent. Have you been in any bands?
1: I have, but I've not been in any original bands. I've mainly been in sort of cover duos, cover bands. Um at the moment I'm in um a cover duo called Ducks and Clark with um Chris Clark, who is another Coventry musician. So we've been doing a few gigs around Coventry recently.
0: All right. So have you found it difficult getting gigs?
1: Not really. I mean we've got um we've got a page and we go to quite a few open mics and that tends to be we say, you know, oh you've just seen us um do a few songs, you know, we this is us, this is our page, would you like to book us? Um we, we do book fairly far in advance. I think a lot of places will book for the year sort of in January.
0: Um so you've got to get in there quick. Do you use a backing band at your gigs or is it just you and your guitar?
1: Uh, for my originals gigs, uh, mainly at the moment, it's just me and my guitar. But um, when my album comes out, which will be later this year, I want to have a, a backing band with me because when I've recorded, I've written parts for all, all the instruments. So it will become a bit weird for people to listen to the album but then just see me on my own. So, um, yeah, I've I've already got um, sort of a lead guitarist and I'm hoping to get a bass player and drummer as well.
0: Can you tell us something about your songwriting process?
1: Uh yeah so my songs tend to be based on um whatever tragedy I'm going through at the time um I don't write many happy songs I make sure there's one on each album but um so I sort of have a a topic if you like that's going through my head um it's my way of expressing myself I suppose so I'll have I'll have the topic and then maybe I'll noodle about a little bit on a guitar and then it either happens or not it's kind of I'm not gonna say it's magic but you know, you either write something or you don't. I've got tons of unfinished songs where I've had maybe a chorus, but I haven't got a verse. Um, with my current single, The Liar and the Fool, I think I had the chorus maybe two years before I wrote the rest of the song and I'd parked it and just thought I'm never gonna have a verse for this. And then suddenly I came back to it and finished it off.
0: What reaction have you had to your song release, The Liar and the Fool?
1: Pretty good. Um, it's been played on BBC Coventry Morlocks quite a bit. The funny thing about it, though, is everyone seems to really like the um, the guitar solo about two thirds of the way through, and that's the one bit that I didn't. Mind.
0: It is good.
1: Yeah, no, it is good. I agree, but um, it's just quite funny. That's what people mention. Um, but yeah, no, it's been played on um, some other local radio stations. Uh, I've had quite a few streams, so yeah, I've been happy with the with the reaction.
0: Where do you record your music tracks?
1: So we started off recording um, with a housemate in London. Um, I lived down there during the, the lockdowns but now I'm working with um, Chris Clark who I mentioned that I'm also in a cover gyro with so he used to work at Woodbine for a long time um, and he's also a performing arts teacher so um, he does all the music tech side but because I'm an independent artist I can kind of do a bit more what I want so I like working with him because I retain a lot of control over my stuff.
0: On your Twitter page it says you're a mental health survivor has music helped you
1: um yeah uh, so i've had mental health issues for a long time um but it used to be a lot more of a taboo subject to talk about so when i was first really really struggling um you know it wasn't a thing where you thought oh i might have depression and kind of didn't know what was wrong with me but i listened to bands like um pearl jam and soundgarden um a bit of a grunge girl and the lyrics really resonated with me and made me feel probably a bit less alone I suppose. Um, So when Chris Cornell died uh, I took that really hard because it's kind of like I've been looking up to this person who survived a lot of mental health issues themselves and then suddenly it's like oh if he can't do it maybe I can't do it and I did have quite a you know a long period of struggling after that as well. It's nice I sometimes have people coming to me with their own mental health issues because they know that I've Struggled and I've been quite open about it because I think it's nice that you can talk about it now. Um, So I feel like I've been able to help
0: some other people. Where can people find your music?
1: Uh, So you can find it on uh, all platforms. I know people use that term because I'm a bit of a Luddite. I'm originally from the Isle of Wight. Um, I don't really know what that means apart from it's definitely on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, all the main ones. But I think when I upload it to my distributor, it says it's going to over 150 places. So, um, yeah, I so I definitely couldn't name all of those. But, yeah, I guess you can find it anywhere that you get your music online. <laughs> Once my album comes out, that I'll be doing CDs for that, which is more my level.
0: I tend to listen to YouTube.
1: It's on YouTube, yeah. Yeah, my dad listens to it on YouTube, actually.
0: Okay. Can you tell us something about your upcoming single release? Yes,
1: yeah, so my next single is called Night. I really ummed and had whether to release this song because uh, it's about my uh mother-in-law she meant a lot to me um, but she unfortunately died at uh, 59 uh 10 just over 10 years ago uh, and i wrote two songs that are both about her she would have been 70 uh, at the end of this month and people have I, I played the two songs back in december when it was the 10 year anniversary of when she died And i don't normally play them because they're obviously very personal to me and they're quite sad as well <laughs> But people started saying to me, oh, why do you never play these songs? You know, they're like some of your best work kind of thing. Um, So I talked about it um, with husband, who I'm still good friends with, and uh, decided to to release it. But I'm going to donate the money from the downloads, uh, so iTunes and Amazon, to Macmillan um, Cancer uh, Charity because obviously she she died of cancer. um, So I just think that would be quite a nice way of marking what would have been her 70th birthday, so... You'd be able to listen to that from the 28th of april yeah
0: right and i do wish you great success with that thank you it's, it's really a good cause there what plans do you have musically for the rest of the year
1: uh so obviously just talked about my new single um i'm hoping that my album will be out in july but i'm not going to swear to it because you know it <laughs> things take time <laughs> thank you. definitely Uh, maybe. (laughs) definitely maybe yeah but i'm hoping for that because then i can um play in some festivals as well and i can then sell it at those um so yeah doing a few festivals and then later in the year um got a few more gigs i'm also actually i've also just booked to do um something called the narrowboat sessions
0: on a barge
1: <laughs> on a barge yes yeah. so i get to play three of my songs on a barge and they get recorded i just i saw it popped up on my um i think it was on facebook and i was like oh that's amazing and it, it happened to be on the right week where they said oh we're opening our um sort of schedule for 2023 so i got in touch with them and i was like oh i'd love to do this that's so i'm doing that in june <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's excellent well, Chrissy, this is a good moment to wrap up this interview. Thanks so much for being my guest. Thank you.
1: That's right. Thanks for having me.
0: Amy Winehouse was 22 years old when she recorded her second and last album, Back to Black. Produced by Mark Ronson and Salam Remy, Amy took inspiration for the album's 11 songs from 60s girl group, The Shirelles. And the music of Motown and Stax, her Anxville lyrics she admitted were drawn from her tempestuous relationship with Blake Fielder-Civil, her one-time husband. The album was recorded at Chongqing and Daptone House of Soul studios in New York, with finishing touches and mastering done at Metropolis Studios in London. Interestingly, Mark Ronson chose Daptone in Brooklyn primarily as it was a fully equipped analog recording studio, as both Ronson and Winehouse wanted a vintage '60s feel that they both felt was needed on the album. Incidentally, the studio's in-house soul funk band, The Dap Kings, provided the backing to all the tracks recorded there, including Rehab and You Know I'm No Good. The album was released on the Island Record label in October 2006 in the UK, topping the charts in January 2007. It took longer for the album to take off in America, but eventually turned platinum by July of that year. With the release of several singles taken off the album over the coming months, The album stayed in the charts for a long time on both sides of the Atlantic. At the 50th Grammy Awards in Los Angeles in 2008, the album won five Grammys and Amy Winehouse went on to win numerous awards in the coming years. The album has been certified 11 times platinum by the British Phonographic Society. On the 23rd of July 2011, Amy Winehouse died from accidental alcoholic poisoning. She was aged 27. Being released on the 31st of August this year is a hardback book called In Her Words, a compilation of Amy Whitehouse's handwritten lyrics, photographs and journals, available on pre-order on Amazon and various online sites. Slam Remy retired from producing music in 2022, and his current project is titled Museum, a curated collection bringing together art, music and technology. Mark Ronson is still producing music for artists such as Lady Gaga and Miley Cyrus. Today, the Back to Black album has cemented its place as one of the top iconic albums of all time. Coming up is a track written and recorded by Chrissy Dux and produced by Chris Clark, The Liar and the Fool. That was The Liar and the Fool by Chrissy Dukes. And many thanks again for being my guest. The original eight is Dark wave industrial band Attrition, reformed in February two thousand twenty-two, performing across the UK at shows and festivals. Rehearsals in February this year were recorded and mixed by Martin Bowes, and released as a limited edition digital album titled Live in the Cage. Featuring songs from their last thirty years, they are Martin Bowes vocals and electronics, with Julia Waller also on vocals, Ashley Niblock keyboards, and Simon Stansfield synthesizers. They are performing in Leipzig, Germany later this month, as well as Winchester, UK, on Saturday, June the twenty fourth, and the ten, Coventry, on Saturday, July the first. Martin Bowes was a previous podcast guest of mine in April, twenty twenty two. You should check it out. <laughs> On the next episode, my guest will be Kenilworth Singer-songwriter Daniel Barry. I think that's all for now. Uh, Yeah, it is. I'm done. Till next time.